Hello and welcome to the TOVG Cluster Cast. <laughs> My name is George Weedman. Uh, you just heard Matt Visual say woo. However, we got a really weird ass show for you today because Jimmy lost his voice commentating on the, the sick, mean streets of the FGC last night. Wow. <laughs> sick, nasty, twisted and streets. And when mom is away, we come out to play. I, 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 <laughs> the cluster the, cast comes out to play. He says, yo, I commented on the WNF last night, which I know to mean Wednesday night fights, but it could also mean the World Wildlife Foundation or the Werfel Natural Fund. But it wouldn't be World Wildlife Foundation. Or the um, uh, Urban Dictionary says WNF also stands for would not fuck. So upon <laughs> learning this news, I quickly texted Excellent. my friends, see who is down. Scrib and Colin were down, who uh, you humble listeners may remember from earlier podcasts. Uh, Colin is is uh, from Zelda Informer. of the Yabba Dabba 2 pack. Yeah, you were, you were minding your own business playing Aladdin on DOS when, when I guess you just got a text from me that was like... Scramble. We have a situation. <laughs> Meanwhile, speaking of, of scrambling, Scribble Scrabble over here was playing a good game, I, I guess. I don't know. It's beta, so I guess we're not allowed to come to a judgment. It's pretty good. I, I have words to say on Overwatch, but okay. Oh, Scrib we'll was, was busy later. minding his own business, playing Overwatch, looking at Tracer's butt when he no, got texts that were Diva's like... Butt. That junk is flat, man. <laughs> really, it didn't look like it in that picture. <laughs> this junk is flat, man. Listen, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, y'all need some y'all need some real booties out there. Overwatch <laughs> more like butt watch. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, this is this. We have Scribble Scrabble. We have Colin Dram, and also just me and Matt. I guess we're cool. <laughs> uh, but real, we're quickly though. Before we actually get into it, I do want to say that we are looking to get this show sponsored. We are uh, partnering with a advertising company called PodTrack, who hooked me up with the Audible deals for my own channel, and they have a demographic survey for you listeners. Uh, if you check the description of this podcast, and we'll also be tweeting out these links as well, so if you check our Twitter accounts, you will find a link to a PodTrack customer survey in which they will pr basically gauge according to the data of the demographic what kind of products we should be we should be shamelessly shilling out <laughs> on this podcast in the future. Oh, yeah. So, so keep an eye out for that. If you listen to this podcast, just please, please, please fill out the survey. It'll take like 15 minutes, but it'll ultimately be worth it because then the show will get paid. And I mean, that means we can keep it going. Happy show hosts mean a better show, right? Right. Um, emergency um, partners. Yeah, pay them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. It's, it's we can, we can, we can spend some money to get Jimmy a better mic. <laughs> oh. oh, Jimmy's not here to defend himself. Okay. Oh man, let's talk about how great Sonic Two is. God, I really hate Jonathan Blow. <laughs> <laughs> man, has the has the, the state witness of California. more like I've yeah. never witnessed a bigger piece of crap. All right, I'm gone. Bye. God, yeah, that's it. Did See, you just I drop live. the mic? Did you just like Obama press dinner? No, I don't want to drop my snowball mic. It's expensive. <laughs> oh, okay. You should you should probably uh, uh, maybe invest in some sponsorship deals and buy a fancy studio arm to keep maybe, it propped in your face. Maybe I should. <laughs> mean, I should put on the same starting. like pneumatic tripod as my fleshlight for when I play that Dragon Cancer. Wow! Yeah, um, when you strap it to the, the VR full body, <laughs> whatever diva from Overwatch is wearing. Yeah. That, that's 
it's basically the the future flashlight. If you read the lore, it says it right on the. the if you read the lore. <laughs> so what have you guys been doing I can't this wait, week? No, hang on, I can't wait. I can't wait for future. Like I can't wait for the Blizzard flashlight like deal oh, where God. you can you can oh. order the tracer flashlight and it has the Overwatch lore like inscribed <laughs> on the rubber it's just tubing. Like a little tiny pair of orange butt cheeks on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you open up the balls. packaging, you get like DLC codes for loot boxes. <laughs> yeah, the, the sponsors are really good love this podcast. A, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Diva Flashlight turns into a mech. Well, DLC podcast now sponsored by YouPorn. <laughs> On the other end, it's like a Red Bull can. <laughs> Welcome to the last episode of the TOVG podcast. Please fill out our survey so we can get paid. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so <laughs> making sure that the insanity never ends, I want to start us off by saying that me, Scrib, and Matt, three-fourths of the voices you're hearing right now, played a seven-hour marathon stretch of fucking Minecraft last Holy crap, it's true. <laughs> and we didn't even notice the time go by. It was fun because Minecraft's good. Fuck the haters. We got we really <laughs> excelled at building straight lines in one direction yes. infinitely. That's so, um, imagine, humble viewer, if you will, the most perfect kingdom in all the land. A place of fertile green pastures where... where Torches literally land to yes. scare away the mobs. Where brutally manufactured animals are pinned in tight cages <laughs> and like a square kilometer of land is just dotted with torches because we have nothing better to do. And, and didn't want monsters to spawn because I kept complaining about trying to farm at night. Because so, when you're like pushing no, no. out 300 chickens by the second you don't want to be attacked by monsters and we built a wall to keep them out no here's Mm -hmm. here's what happened okay what happened was uh, what happened what happened was is george kept dying at nighttime despite all my warnings i I was valiantly defending our assets our homestead stop farming at night and he's like but it's boring so then we're like oh we should just you know build a wall around our settlement and then george said no since we're on a peninsula why don't we just build one big wall like separating, separating the north and south of the peninsula we the basically turned turned then, like a north south korea situation in minecraft because we spawned on a nice God. little peninsula there was like more than enough room for for what we had at the time but now we're actually starting to run out or at least like seeing visible ends in sight you but there's you, a giant national border like a fucking the a wall, wall of, of restaurant yeah, like the trump wall yes there's it's like it's, it's made out of oh. every material in the game almost it's, it's and, about yeah, 150 yeah. feet high yeah when you look at it from a distance it's enormous but it's also a patchwork Ar- yeah archaeologists will be able to look at it and say like oh they clearly ran out of cobblestone here and they switched to wood uh, the history of our people's economy is built into that wall <laughs> and then also we have a really tall tower that goes up until you can't go up anymore oh, yeah but that's just normal um and we've also built the sky bridge 
Oh, the uh, Sky Bridge. Yeah, the transportation network for, for the workers to commute to work faster. Yeah. Which which really just kind of like extends into the uninhabited, barren, communist wasteland of, of North Dadland. <laughs> South Dadland's like, South, South Dadland. Dadland. I'm really, really impressed by what we managed in South Dad, Dadland. It's a it's an industrialized, well-developed little, little plot of one half of this peninsula. But then, you know, much like Korea, the North is just, uh, you don't want to go there. <laughs> I hope, I hope when 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 Senior Trump becomes president, he changes North and South Dakota to North and South Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, also as another sign of the decadence, wealth, and excess of of the South Dadland lifestyle compared to the North, I built about fourteen cakes, which are the most complicated food item to make in Minecraft. He was doing this while the rest of us were dying in battle, trying yes. to hastily fashion together this wall that he demanded I, happen. And then we hear diligently him, I gotta find my cakes! And like, yeah. the most hilarious, like, wave your arms around fashion that you could imagine. George so, is just sitting in the kitchen, like, baking all these cakes. Like, yes! A, I wonder we, when my dad will no, come back from the exactly, war. We yeah, had yeah. a chest just for cake supplies. Like, this is how serious George was at making cakes while the rest of us was worried about the well-being of our kingdom. I don't, is like, I don't know I if... You're downplaying the importance of a sustainable and reliable renewable source of food. Listen, I have if, an if, agricultural system going on. We got we, wheat, we got paper, we got sugar cane, we got cows, we got eggs, and they're all refilling each other at a near constant rate so long as someone stays back home and just, you know, trims off the, the top <laughs> layer of the plants and then plants a new one. So what we if basically we have learned... any artists or flash animators listening right now, can <laughs> someone please animate or draw... A, uh, an image of George as Betty Crocker. Uh, I would really appreciate it. I'll make it my phone wallpaper. He, he also oh, should be Shad mumbling. Listening. He should also oh, be God. mumbling the tune of "Piece of you Cake to Make, make it cake. in an apron." Yeah, yeah. Let's do that with, with the tracer butt pose. <laughs> Sponsored by flashlight on the side. Sponsored oh, by Blizzard. My yeah. <laughs> Audible.com. So, I made 12 cakes. <laughs> I made a, a little banquet outside. A little, no, a fucking banquet. There were like six Not tables that we made a out of. fucking banquet. We, we have like planks of, of wood that, that, that float these cakes in midair. Just everywhere you walk in South Dadland, you see beautiful, bountiful, renewable resources. It is the land of letting them eat cake. And then it rained, and I introduced Scribble Scrabble to the uh, uh, the popular adult contemporary early '90s classic song MacArthur Park. Someone left, <laughs> the, left cake the cake out in the rain, <laughs> and, and including the the Weird Al spinoff Jurassic Park. But George would keep, he would sing one part of MacArthur Park and then another part in Jurassic Park. So like, I don't remember the whole entire lyrics of either of them. I just remember about half of each one. <laughs> so he'd be it's talking about halves. he'd be talking about like chaos theory, you know, and then he'd be like, "Someone left the cake out in the rain." It was it was cer it was certainly a time. You know, I don't I don't I don't play Minecraft much, but I would love to get in on this action. I sent you the IP for the no, server. Didn't. No, you I didn't. didn't. You liar. Really? Weren't you in like the mass texts that I sent all my friends? He was probably no. trying to get Aladdin on DOS to work. 
Yeah, yeah I was. No, you, you the, the max like group chat we had. You you were like, who wants to join my mind comp server? And someone said me, and you're like, okay, I'll DM you the IP because I'm not gonna give hold, everyone like, my IP address. They might DDoS me. Like, hold on, right here. I have I have George Weedman's message. Hey, do you want to start? Do you want to play a Minecraft game with me? Sure, I guess. I said. Oh, really? George says. <laughs> yeah, because I was surprised because I thought everyone hated Minecraft and also just stopped playing Minecraft. But no, oh. Scrib and Matt went hard. Yeah, you never stopped playing Minecraft. I okay. stayed on even after you guys were locked off and I made like a map of of the Badlands. Holy shit, the adventure that me and Scrib went on was amazing. Like going oh, to yeah. the Nether, we, we wandering uh, around, like feeling around for an hour, finding the temple in the Nether, then building a shortcut back to the real world, then finding our way back home from like the ass end of nowhere that that we ended up at. I feeling fucking around that. the ass end of the Nether. What if like all of these listeners fill the survey out and in the comment section are just like yeah oh, really like fleshlight songs? I am I am the primary audience demographic oh. for fleshlights. <laughs> We're never gonna thought, get is this where I can buy the Jimmy, this is Jimmy. not Avatar XXX flashlight? Jimmy goes away for one episode, then we get sponsored sponsored by a flashlight. <laughs> Oh my god. Reminder that we wouldn't be talking about fleshlights if it wasn't for that dragon cancer. So. Oh, oh god. That's where it oh, started. Oh god. Oh, alright. You know what? I'm checking out. I'm checking out. No, no Matt, Matt, you gotta you tell leave, us about Minecraft. Matt, if you leave, it's just all gonna right, get dirtier. I'll tell you about Minecraft. This is how it is playing with Minecraft with these dudes, all right? It's me, the mom, going down, hard work, in the mines, getting diamonds, okay? Getting that paper, getting that money, and bringing it, putting bacon on the table while these fools out here are, are like, spinning around and, and killing chickens, all right? All right? We're harvesting the chickens the to make the must eggs. Be completed, Matt. To yeah. make the cakes that you eat. You know what? I make the food. I'm in charge of the food. You need food to survive. That means I'm technically in charge of you? Mom and dad are fighting. Oh, no. Mom and dad are fighting. Stop it. I, 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 yeah, the next time you want to make a diamond shovel, the most useless piece of crap. Okay, so yeah. So Matt went on like this 500 year long quest to find diamond and he finally gets it he holds it up on his on his like you know poor breaking back you know it comes poor, from the huh? from the bottom yeah, of the earth now. and he's up his strong well-oiled back he uses it to hoist the diamonds up and then we're like where'd all the where'd the diamond go and then george is like i used it to make diamond shovel yeah <laughs> A diamond Because I needed to level out like the vast swaths of farmland to make food to make fuck cakes. Not just any food, but like literally the most like stupidly useful but hard to make food. Or I mean useless, sorry. That would actually be like a good thing if it was useful, but but it, like the cake, like it does it only refills one chicken wing when you right click on the pile of cake. 
unlike most food items that you just eat and get like, oh, nice, six chicken wings were refilled. Cake is a block that you place in the environment and then right click to interact with and it fills out one chicken wing and takes away a slice of cake from the block. And I think you get about six slices per block. So that means you get about six chicken wings like you would with a steak, which just requires you to kill a cow and then cook his beef but but cake is this whole fancy process that takes like hours to get a system going <clears throat> and you get about the same amount of nourishment from from the cake that you would the steak and you also have to put it on the ground first video games <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh so overwatch Oh yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. I I I played a ton of that. Um how, how many hours do you have in there? I think about six. Holy or crap. More. Six and, more. And is that total or just for this current open data? Just for this current. Damn data. man, you've been you've been working. I, I, I've been I've been going hard, you know. I've I've got about the same amount. <laughs> this is the first time I've played Overwatch too. I'd say I have like three or four, and this is the first time I played. Okay. Um, so, uh, you go first. Okay. I was gonna say, so what do you guys think about Overwatch? Okay, I, I think it is a good game, right? It's solid. It's better than some of the other ones I've been playing that are coming out, like the Paragons, the Battleborns. All these people are trying to be like sort of MOBA-ish, sort of their TF2-ish thing going on that they're coming on. But it, it, it's it's definitely good. I think it's. I think it's heavily team based and and some people don't really realize it and they just kind of go for the kills and stuff. But yeah. when uh, I think when it works is when you have a full team of six competent friends um that you don't mind they don't mind you yelling to them there's a guy behind you if you don't kill him we may all die. You know like, stuff like that. <laughs> you know, there, it's, there there is like good communication like within the game. Like, usually if someone's shooting behind you, like, someone in the game, like, one of the characters will say, like, oh, behind you! You know, just like... Oh, wow. Yeah, just like the game will say it. Um, so, like, uh, I don't want to paint, like, this idea that you need to play with friends in order to have a good time. Because I play with... I play by myself a lot. Um, and it's usually, like, about 50-50 you know, with wins and losses. But if you do have at least, like, one other person you're talking to to coordinate with, you do see, like, a big jump already. So, yeah, like, playing with friends is the way to go for sure. The, the reason why I say, like, the friends is probably the best experience. I mean, it's the best experience in a lot of things, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But it... it you need to have you need to be able to play with people to like kind of like okay you play this type of character the tank the healer the support the damage dealer like uh, some people just kind of want to go by themselves and do mm. whatever they want and play that same character even though that same character is just not working with the other team comp right and, and like I, uh, yeah. the game will tell you it's like too many right. you know healers or you know, not enough support or too many tanks and stuff like when you're choosing characters to kind of like build, you know, the best team, the team that you tips. can. Yeah, yeah, which is which is really uh, nifty. I'm really nifty. wondering how I feel about um this uh the the prevalence of the strict X versus X, X being the variable of the number of teammates in shooter games these days cuz like with TF2 
you uh, could basically have like a clusterfuck server, right? Where, where it, like any unlimited amount of of people were fighting against other people. Rainbow Six Siege is five v five, CS:GO is five v five, Splatoon's four v four, Rocket League four v four, and it doesn't really. Uh, I really, I. I fucking love it actually because it makes every match feel not like a clusterfuck at all and actually a, yeah. a well-paced honorable contest but at the same time it really increases that burden of needing like actual friends instead of yeah. just the scrubs from the when, pubs to play the game last with you. night when i was playing with uh my group uh we were in a lobby where it was six versus five and so we were trapped in like a 10 minute long just endless deathmatch yeah, mode yeah, yeah. because the one team was still waiting on a sixth and it was like we could have just done a 5v5 by now and it would have uh, been fine and rainbow six siege if uh, the last like one left uh doesn't join you end up just playing a like 5v4 or 4v4 yeah and you wait for someone else to join in so mid-game which is does, fine does overwatch like lock you into some kind of shitty warm-up mode yeah, until it's, kind of, yeah. it's kind of like a lobby oh. free match yeah mm. i gotta say it. that i i i i didn't i decided to back out of this conversation of overwatch because you guys have pretty much covered everything i would say um I think the game is good. I don't have really any, like, faults with it at all. But, man, was I bored with it. This Really? I don't know why it was... It, it It's not like it has a hard skill curve or anything. I was, mm -hmm. like... It's so weird when I can play a game and almost every game I'm getting, like, a 10-12 player kill streak, and I'm, I'm just, like, so unengaged in what's going on i i think like i don't know it, what it was I, I it's it's not that i hate the game or anything i just it did not flip the fun switch for me i i think like a problem that overwatch can have is that whenever you die uh a lot of times uh, especially if you're defending and the first point still needs to be captured by the attackers like you have a lot of downtime like walking to that point but it's not um, even that because i don't i don't think it's a pacing issue or anything i just I don't know what it was. It just, I, I just could not get myself like excited for what was going on. Mm. And well, that that's the death penalty right there. You having to walk back, and um, of course, you have some people like uh, Symmetra. I think she's called. She has a portal, and she can mm, portal yeah. just kind of like the engineer from TF2. Yeah, like just stuff like that to counteract that. So it's just a that's just a balanced thing. I, I, was, I think, no, no, like, to, no I, I I get that, but like I, I was mean, trying to think of what might have been what might have done it, and I think it might have just been like, I, I guess I'm not like super into like what overwatch is trying to be which is an ultra competitive shooter like it's it's a it's very... trying to be competitive yeah that's yeah. the ah. that's the idea blizzard i mean that's, that's what blizzard what, does these days yeah that's what yeah. blizzard wants to do they want to have the mmo they want to have the card game they want to have the moba they want to have the <laughs> rts they want to have the dungeon crawler and now they want to have the shooter and even the card game is a super competitive esport yeah. yeah and it i i guess i'm just like it, it just you know switches off the fun switch when the game i'm making is supposed to be like the most by the numbers like balanced game because i think it just takes away that sort of i guess but you really like siege and i'm wondering yeah. like what is it about siege that appeals to us so much because i actually played siege afterwards and i think what's great about siege is that unlike something like overwatch where you know like okay the sentry is going to be there and the sniper is going to be there 
in Siege, you don't know what's going to happen because Ash could go through that wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the and destruction. And could go through that floor and you just do not know. Oh, gosh. It's it's like, exactly. um, that, I, I was, I, I went back after Overwatch because like my big thing is like, will this replace TF2 for me? And it's like, I have hundreds of hours in TF2. I mean, anything can replace um, TF2 at this point, let's be honest. But like, <laughs> but like even still, like TF2 has all this stuff, you know, it's like, it's almost a decade old. Like it came out yeah. in 2007. So, like, it has all this stuff that, you know, all this back catalog. Um, and I went back after Overwatch and uh, played TF2. And I still... You know what's weird? I, I, you know what's I, weird? I, TF2 started development twenty almost 20 years ago. Isn't mm-hmm. that... Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> and I still find myself liking TF2 more. And I don't think that's just because I've played more of it. Like, I've played enough Overwatch to be at least good with one, maybe, like, one and a half characters. Uh, but with TF2, what you see is like a lot more, um, you have to kind of meld, uh, with what's happening in the game, like immediately. Yeah. Whereas in Overwatch, you can kind of be like, okay, these characters are going to like go against this characters. Where it's like TF2, you know, like you putting a sentry in. down in one bad spot can like, you know, you have to like do all this stuff to kind of, um, you know, get people to switch classes and do this and like really work together. Um, in a more uh, like frantic environment. And I do like TF2. And I know that you were saying like the death penalty thing for like, when you die, you have to like walk back. Mm. Um, But with like TF2, when you die, it's like almost instant respawn. It will depend on the server, but like you can get back in a firefight, like, you know, probably 12 seconds after you die. And with Overwatch, there's like a lot more. My only Downtime. gripe with walking back and over in Overwatch is that some characters actually have a sprint function, mm-hmm. others have a dash, and then mm-hmm. others use left shift for something completely different. Yeah. So mm-hmm. out of reflex, you go to hit shift to move faster, and you, oh, like oh no, I I turned on my super like ultra hyper Hadouken move. Like yeah, oh yeah. no, I can't oh. use it for another two minutes. Yeah, but it's an over-exaggeration, yeah, no, but yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, one of the characters that I play, his name is Zanyata, and he's, like, this robot that shoots orbs that can heal you, and he shoots other yeah. orbs that, like, uh, d- lets your allies do double damage on the enemy you marked. Uh, and he doesn't have a, a sprint, so you ha- really have to kind of be uh, conservative of, like, where you are on the battlefield. Uh, I think another reason why Overwatch didn't, like, uh, tick, you know, stay with me too well is because I also recently, everyone's going to be mad at me for this, I recently got back into playing Call of Duty Black Ops 1, and, like, mm. I, I gotta say, like, those Treyarch Call of Duty titles, I mean, everyone can, you know, crap on Call of Duty all they want, but there's Ooh. just... There's something so, like, fun about how ludicrous the Treyarch ones are. I think I mentioned it last time I was on here. That reminds me that I I don't know if this counts as news or not, but like hate for Call of Duty is so weird for me because it seems like Call of Duty's developing a sonic cycle thing. Yeah. Where where (laughs) everyone starts cycling in and out of hating and then like growing a nostalgic love for the thing they previously hated. (laughs) Now even Dice is getting in on the action. (laughs) Have you seen that? How what's what's happening with Dice's stuff these oh, days and, slight, and the, the cycle tangent. of love and hate? Um, Dice is announcing a new Battlefield tomorrow, mm-hmm. and a bunch of the devs when the Infinite Warfare trailer came out, they were like, "Wow, this game sure looks terrible!" Like that's Call of Duty for you. But I don't know. Like I saw the Infinite Warfare trailer, and it 
looked looked okay. I, I that looked stupid and wacky and fun, <laughs> and that's when Call of Duty is at its best. An- another yeah. tangent here is that Respawn just said that they're going to do some kind of Star Wars game. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Um, and uh, maybe we'll have a good Battlefront game. Because <laughs> oh, they did say oh, it was going to be a third-person action game, and Respawn makes. T- Titanfall. Yeah, I was going to say basically Call of Duty. (laughs) (gasps) But uh, but no, as I was saying with Black Ops 1, not to cut you off, but just going back, like, there's something so ludicrous about going into a multiplayer game where, like, Black Ops 1 has the most ludicrous loadouts of any multiplayer shooter ever, because you can have a rifle with a flamethrower attached to it, and your secondary <laughs> is like a revolver oh, with shit, a scope really? on it. You can you can call in a dog kill streak. A, a <laughs> gun with a flamethrower ducked Yes, there were, there's underbarrel flamethrowers in, in Black Ops. You yeah. can call in a dog kill streak. Yeah. You can throw... The Nova gas from the campaign is a grenade. Like, it's the f- goofiest... Shit, and I love it. That that's also what I think Overwatch is missing is like loadouts. Um and like not the idea that, you know, you could you need to like Mm, I don't know about use the AK forty seven or No, but I'm saying it's like in three months from now. Loadouts ruined TF2 for me. It's like loadouts are basically different characters when it comes down to that. Yeah. Yeah, but like but even still where it's like there there's certainly like crossovers with certain characters. Um, but I'm saying, like, you know, in three months from now, will Overwatch still, like, have this appeal? Um, even though, like, any every time you play the one character, you're essentially just playing that same character again. Where if you have different loadouts, like in TF2 or in Call of Duty, you can utilize different strategies while still keeping the same mechanics of the character intact. This, like, this whole conversation has made me realize <laughs> what a blessing in disguise the destruction engine in Siege is. Cause, it really is. You have a very, very limited loadout system, but it's not really enough to change the core gameplay of a character. But still sticking with one character, it's never, ever boring because every match is just so different. It, and now it, it might actually be weird to go to other games now. And it that so often doesn't happen nowadays that technology is so developed that a, a wacky new cutting edge iteration of previous technology ends up changing gameplay. Yeah. Uh, it did with uh, Battlefield. Uh, Battlefield 3, like, that really changed a lot of how you would uh, do things. Like, Battlefield 2 is better. I, I haven't played I Battlefield agree. 2, so I wouldn't know. I started a with lot Battlefield of 3, actually what I they rolled it. out in Battlefield 3 was already, like, established. <laughs> in Battlefield 2, it was... Well, I don't know. Battlefield 2, I actually will say, like, plays way shittier than 3, but a lot of the same features they started stripping out the, after two. A and lot of the additions, a lot of the additions to three, most people were like surprised about because a lot of people who played three started with Bad Company two and mm-hmm. not two. And Bad so, Company two is like super stream. It's a good game, but it's yeah, also way way it's, way lighter on the features list it's, than It's BF2. a console casual babby fest. Which is but no, that's actually how so, it was designed. Sorry, George turned into an octopus for a second. I was all, I was drinking water and I didn't want to do a spit take because Colin's making me made. But no, that's but like that was the situation. The reason why video games. But no, that's that's why Bad Company was made. The idea being that Dice was going to make the big elaborate battlefields for pc and then they were going to make the smaller bad companies for consoles and they also built their own engine and hired a really really good sound department yeah and then for some reason they decided like yeah the big 
PC exclusive Battlefield is going to be 2142. But 2142 had Titan mode. And didn't that come out before Bad Company 1? It did, but that was sort of the... But then, like, right afterwards when you see Bad Company with a brand new engine that looks, like, better than 2142, it's kind of... It's weird. Because, like... So- like- bf3 had had 32 v32 maps it had jet planes it had uh, those are bf2 features it had the squads which actually were a bc1 feature but still rolled over from bf2 bf2 is like a a super janky clusterfuck of a game but you still see a lot of features that that were conspicuously missing from the next few installments they still don't have a commander mode equivalent I still love how the knife works in bad, in uh, Battlefield 2. Where you just, like, lightly poke it at the air in front of you? <laughs> because, well, the, the reason being was because they, the the engine, for whatever reason, they made it so it can't use hitscan weapons. So when you, really? when you, when you swing the knife, what actually happens is a small knife travels, like, a distance of a foot <laughs> from your character. <laughs> I, I'm surprised, because you'd think that a game with as many players running around and as big a map as Battlefield would have to be hit scan. Maybe that's the radical difference between um the the Bad Company games and the classic ones because the the classic ones don't have good combat, but they also have way better net code than the newer ones. <laughs> so you kind of have to pick your poison with these things. Yeah. It, it, oh gosh, like like playing the old Battlefields, there's so much ridiculous stuff going on but it's so underplayed in terms of theatrics from the newer ones that it's it's more extreme than a night and day comparison Uh, going um, going back to the uh loadouts because i i have an idea yeah Yeah. okay okay so um i don't think weapon switching is the answer here because like the weapons fit the character so well but i think what would be interesting to see if like you could kind of pick and choose which abilities. abilities yeah which abilities that, or um you know which ults your character would use for that map or something like i think that just increasing it by one would give you so much more um you know different uh like st- stratagems that you could use um you know in the upcoming fights you know there's so <laughs> many characters in overwatch and i'm so used to siege um i was actually expecting like the character rosters for attackers and defenders to be different. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that is another weird thing about Siege. But it's not a bad thing either. It's no, it's actually I, a good really, thing because that means really they're good. more specialized I, roles. I, yeah. I think you just like that type of game of like Siege. Like I, I, I would probably like Siege more, even though I have I haven't really played much of it at all. I, I kind of always gravitate towards the more simple mechanics with death. You know, I I always mention Gears of War for that type of thing because it's it's kind of like my favorite. Like, oh, you just have a couple guns, and then you just go out there and you master those guns, and you can tell yeah. the difference between people who master um, being able to wall bounce and use a shotgun or or basically team play uh, than other people. You can just see that, and it doesn't matter about power weapons, nothing. If you're better, you're, you're just clearly better. And it's, it's a, such a simple game. Um, yeah. with, with Overwatch, it's, there's, I like the game and I've had some really great moments. Um, mostly, most of my moments was because I'm the guy 
who will take the hit and play the healer if no one else wants to play the healer and they want to just go out there and make highlights and stuff like that. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of what they're going for, the whole highlight thing. Like, oh, look, you just killed five, yeah. 20 people you know, all end. by yourself. <laughs> like, no, you didn't. Like, yeah, it's, like a, it, it's a freaking team game. And, it, and it's, then at, it, at, it, at the end, you get the play of the game, you know. Yeah, the play like, of the game it's, thing. It's, it, it's, it, it was it was a little I, I wouldn't say infuriating, but it was like it was like really weird to be like the best person on the team. And yet the person being like the most commended is the one who got the MLG yeah, trick yeah. shot like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> three minutes I, in. Well, um, I, I know Fred is going to listen to this later, but there is this there is this part where I'm playing the healer and I'm healing everyone. And there is this clutch moment that was great where it was just me and um a uh bastion right and he had his ulti up right and we killed the whole team when their payload was right on top of the checkpoint i mean it was <laughs> it was oh uh, uh within kissing distance and and we the destroyed them away <laughs> and yeah we destroyed them because i i was healing him and gave him a uh, a damage boost and of course, of course, he gets the the you know the the highlight wheel or whatever like that. Right. But like, it, it's it's just so weird that the mentality of like, no, forget the healer. It's it's the same like wow, you know thing. You're like oh no, the healer didn't do anything. You know That's, he just sat there and healed when he's still, the yeah, whole but it's reason. still always his fault. If yeah, it, it's yeah, yeah, it's just and if you lose a game, it's like the healer. You're not doing a good job or whatever, but I mean, we won. Mo- Every time I played healer, we pretty much won every single game, I, because you have been... to adapt towards your team. You have to be like, okay, you know, this guy runs out a little bit, so you have to make sure that he's healed up before he goes out. You you gotta like it's one of those mentality. Like I love being a team player. I love it. I love winning because of the team and being able to work towards. But like when you don't have a team that really gels well. It it ruins the experience for me a little bit. Like I wouldn't want to play that game alone, and that's probably why I'm never I'm not gonna buy it because I'm just I don't I don't I I feel like I I, I may came to that age where I just don't really care to get inside of a FPS multiplayer game unless I'm like having really fun and I can just jump Gosh. in at any time. I'm, Be- Siege is such a blessing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could like I, t- commend this game for days because I played it for like a good <laughs> 150 hours at this point and I still want to play more like my friends are growing tired of Siege faster than I am and I've probably played more than them. I just oh, I love it so much. I, I think I think unpredictability is a good factor that like a multiplayer shooter should have where anything could happen at any time and well, i guess not well, a lot of people not a lot of other games do that because well, overwatch, even, overwatch, overwatch like, is basically overdone with that overwatch it's, it's yes. more like overdone yes no. yes yes pun intended it, 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 it's because they like for instance drunk junker rat he has an ultimate that instant kills anyone near his stupid little ball thing like there's a lot of insta kill stuff that are really easy to just mm-hmm. um just just get off really and like, you can like counter bastions. them if you're within distance and you see that he's charging it up but you could just easily just jump in boom everyone's dead and make the 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 play but it's it's overwatch is basically just oh crazy abilities all thrown in everything is op and it's yeah. just kind of 
you know, it's it's wherever the, it lands. Like, of course, I'm Mercy. When when I'm playing Mercy, I can just revive the whole team if they're all near me with my ultimate, and you and can have that like, up extremely quick, really quick when you're healing everybody. And but, I think that's why Siege is so great with unpredictability because it's not like all of the different uh, abilities and weapons are what make the game unpredictable. Though they definitely help, it's that the environment is yeah, just so dynamic. That's and I better think, for me. I think they're like that's what makes certain multiplayer shooters great Ooh, with their unpredictability too. Yeah, that too. Um, I think even like say Quake, where there's there's you know all the weapons are constant and all the maps are constant, but the the way movement works in Quake really help. Like anyone can do anything at any given time because of you know strafe jumping and everything. Yeah, right. like, See, like, like building up to 88 miles per hour yeah, to, like, to control parts of the map the map makers probably didn't intend to you to control. It's kind of like rocket like, jumping like, and all the other crazy the crap siege that version in- of that is like sniping a tunnel of peepholes through parts of the level the map designer may not have intended you to have visibility over. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, see, like, and like that—that's the thing with Overwatch. It's and like, Overwatch just feels super uh, yeah. sterile by I the don't numbers. Know. And, and like, if in three months, if it's still going to have that unpredictability nature, I think that I, I think people are going to have because like, I already see that. Like people who who understand the game a little bit more than the others, you'll see them run like uh, two of those Valkyrie chicks on the rooftops mm-hmm. for certain maps. Like, th- there's going to be comps for each place. And, you're, sure, and they're going to destroy see, like, people. I mean, I'm sure there's destroy. going to be like, like, you know, videos on certain like tactics that you didn't know were, were possible in Overwatch. But I don't think we're going to get the same like 17 minute long, like this corner in Siege and this map in Siege is like George knows what I'm talking about. What's the guy's username on uh, YouTube? Serenity 17. Yeah. Like you're not going to get videos like that. Oh it's, God. The video like... that, that he did of the drone spots in the, in the kill house <laughs> map was amazing. I was like, you can shove your drone into the rafters of the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, I, I, there's depth to siege. I, I gotta say, cause <laughs> I, I, I know, I know you guys are being kind of negative over Overwatch. I still think Overwatch is a, I don't think a it's freaking a bad game. great game. I still don't game. think it's a bad like, yeah, game. I, it's I, not I, bad. I, I've had some really, I mean, amazing moments of clutch situations of getting destroyed and all of a sudden pulling through. Like that, that, that hasn't happened in quite a while. But the, the I just all... know that having a team is so important with that, and I don't, I don't have the time to invest in that right now. Yeah, you know? uh, it's the, just like the be all end all for me is that if someone were to ask me, hey, would you recommend Overwatch? I would go certainly, but you know, your mileage may vary. You gotta have friends, oh, which is like pretty the much the, the verdict on, on Siege, right? Yeah, and, and I guess we're lucky that that we have friends. <laughs> Yeah, no, but yeah, we yeah. really like Battleborn, huh? <laughs> no. Um, Randy, don't sue us. Randy, don't sue us. We're not trying to take Duke away from you, please. Colin, why the hell were you playing the DOS version of Aladdin when I called? Uh, recently, I don't know what kicked into me recently, but we all we all know I love I love playing old video games, and um, I don't know why, but recently I was like, I I actually have like a small collection over Steam and good old games of old platformers for DOS that I, I've just never really gotten around to playing. So I decided recently, because uh, I fell ill earlier this uh, week, that I would, I, I would sit down and play some of these. 
So I've been playing uh, Commander Keen, Earthworm Jim, and just various other games and platformers that were released for DOS. I didn't know there was a DOS version of Earthworm Jim. Then again, I didn't know there was a DOS version of Aladdin. (laughs) And and before the podcast, you said that the DOS version was pretty much the same as the SNES version, which also really surprises me. It's the same as the Genesis version. Oh, Oh, you were wrong then. I didn't say SNES, I said Genesis. Yeah, sure you didn't. Uh, well, well, that's even <gasps> then, that's surprising, though, because the DOS well, version of console ports for a long-ass time were really, really shitty for some reason. Like, DOS have you guys, is... Have you guys ever seen the DOS port of Metal Gear Mega 1? Man? I know Matt oh. has. Oh, there's a DOS version of Mega Man? Oh, I bet it's, that's yeah, the worst. It's shit. the absolute worst. Yeah. I, I think the reason being is, I don't, I don't want to be the id software fanboy, but I think the... the <laughs> Well, no, I'll explain in a second. I'm and gonna I think link you guys a picture. <laughs> that is all. Is that? Oh, it's Mega Man. <laughs> oh gosh, he kind of looks like Bobby Hill. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's because um, if you if you sort of look back at all these old IBM DOS computers, the the processors they were putting in these things, the 386s, the your 486s, were really only made for like work. They were made for your text processing, your documents, and all that business-related stuff. They weren't like the Commodores or the Z- the ZX Spectrums, where they also had like real graphic uh, graphical processing chips. So the reason why a lot of these were bad is because most of these developers didn't really know how to get into the sort of core power of these PCs to make good games for them, which is why you hear more about something like SimCity on PC than. Mega Man. I'm looking uh, at footage of the DOS Aladdin, and it actually has pretty good sprite work. I, Unlike this Mega Man thing, which is surprising. Yeah. Like, this is a much bigger, higher resolution sprite than the NES game, and but the sprite the, work is hot ass garbage. And I think it was because of around the time of the early 90s, you had developers like id Software making things like Commander Keen, where they finally figured how to get around the limitations of um these intel processors to make you know fully fledged games uh because you actually see like a huge gap of improvement or jump in improvement from pc games in the 80s that were using like cga graphics to then like something like the mid 90s like mortal Kombat for dos is really impressive it's almost arcade perfect when you compare it to like the super nintendo or genesis versions wow yeah um, Earthworm Jim is great because it, it pretty much is slightly, uh, graphically more impressive than the Genesis or Super Nintendo versions. And it has CD audio and it sounds great and it plays great. You can plug in, uh, you know, with the wonders that is DOSBox, you can plug in any USB controller, say it's a Gravis gamepad and have <laughs> a great time. I actually really wonder what cd audio earthworm gym sounds like because that game had an amazing soundtrack Pre- pretty good pretty pretty good pretty, i gotta pretty, say pretty I've, good. I've used the soundtrack in a couple of my videos uh Plug. let's see what else what's your youtube channel called <laughs> the second he brings it's, it's, up his youtube channel george was like what else is there to talk well, about going through the deadline because yeah, because, the because george has bad flashbacks is that one as that one time i clutched in rainbow six siege and then said <laughs> you all have to subscribe to my channel now <laughs> that was that at the, the beginning of the time. match we were playing with taylor who was getting salty so we shot yeah. the whole team until call and like simmered him down 
And then <laughs> Colin is like, okay, if I kill the whole other team by myself, you have to subscribe. And then you fucking went and did it. It's the shark skin. It's the shark skin for my FAMAS. It let, allowed me to win. FAMAS. It's basically like turning on the, the, the Easy mode. Yeah. The, <laughs> the wall Stupid hacks. mode. <laughs> oh, oh, so speaking of stupid mode, um, the new Ratchet and Clank game has a cheat menu, which <laughs> when I saw that on the screen, I was like, oh, oh, oh. You put in eel nets, get all your Spider-Man outfits. It, it really, it really is a <laughs> PS2 game. You got it. it yeah. Except <laughs> yeah. it controls way better because it's a post RE4 version of Ratchet Clank where you shoulder shoot, <laughs> yeah. which makes so much sense. But um no you you collect golden nuggets hidden around the banjo kazooie levels and after you get like 23 of them you can just go in the cheats menu and turn invincibility on. Oh and I gosh. when I saw that I was like I think I already said I was like oh. So yeah, the Ratchet and Clank game is is good. It's fine. I wouldn't say it's like the best game on the PS4. I'm sorry, the Bloodborne machine right now because of uh Rev shocking revelations I made after seeing the movie. Do, oh. do you guys care about Ratchet and Clank at all? First of all, I have never played it. I've always wanted to, but I've never played it. I heard the movie was quite garbage. I, I, I don't know if it was I, quite garbage, but it was it was really mediocre. And I, I mentioned this before. It. If you if you were a a, a, a youngling and you owned a PS2, you were one of like four camps, and that was either you were Jack and Daxter. Mm -hmm. You were Sly Cooper, you were Ratchet and Clank. Oh, the Sly Cooper kids were, were so weird. Or you were desperately hanging oh, on gosh. to your PS1 franchise. It's like, no, Crash PS2 is still pretty good, I swear. <laughs> I bet the Sly Cooper kids were the ones who grew up to be furries. <laughs> <laughs> I would not I would not be surprised by that. But um it, it, I was a I was a Jack and Daxter person. I those games are pretty damn good. Thanks, Naughty Dog. Go back to making good games. Uh, Sick oh. They just made Uncharted you are. Four. Which I know. I'm really excited for Uncharted oh. Four. Okay, but um, <laughs> I never, I never got to play Ratchet and Clank ever. So when I heard that the new game was a reboot of sorts, I was like, oh, I guess I'll pick that one up. And then everyone made fun of me because I got Ratchet and Clank instead of Dark Souls Three. But it's it's pretty good. It's yeah, pretty no, good. It's no Dark Souls Three. So ha ha, ha. <laughs> gotcha. Got <laughs> but it is it is perfectly acceptable. It's it, there's I, a train scene having... in, in the third level that actually was like amazing. It was like the most thrilling spectacle shooter set piece that Call of Duty hasn't been able to match <laughs> in fucking yeah. Ratchet and Clank of all things. It, I I I had a blast with it. I had a lot of fun. It's it. Uh, I mean the. Uh, did you read the blurb on the back of the box? I didn't get a box. It's okay. It is. It is the most like. It's like a Wikipedia summary. Because <laughs> the, the Ratchet the, and Clank is a 2016 reboot no, game that's developed literally by what it says. Like it, <laughs> it talks the, about itself as a third person. Yes, the top <laughs> of the, the um the top that's of the so box weird. says the game of the movie of the game. Oh and yeah, okay. The summary that's, that's, is that's like that's a gag. Did him. The, the summary is like Ratchet and Clank 2016 for PS4 is a reboot <laughs> of Ratchet and Clank for PS2, <laughs> like in parentheses. And it's it, then it just goes into a summary oh, of the story. Like, does it's it not like you, you play as Ratchet. It's, it's <laughs> does it give you the voice actor's name for each character after they're no, introduced because, on the back? <laughs> okay, I gotta say, that is probably the most messed up thing about this new Ratchet and Clank is that they're giving 
all of the uh, the Hollywood A-listers who only have bit parts like top billing, while the mm-hmm. main voice actors of the characters, they're listed nowhere. They're, they're, they're probably people who were cheaper to hire on. <laughs> and, you know, you got John Goodman, who's, well, no, who's like the, a, the lovable voice father. voice actors of Ratchet and Clank. Oh, they're good. I mean, they're fine. I didn't have yeah. a problem. With, I, I have a real problem with the way Clank was written in the new game. And after seeing the movie, it made a lot more sense why. And that's because he has a lot of scenes in an office by himself, which oh, which gosh. is not the game you play in the game. He goes out on wild, wacky adventures with you. And it was so weird. It was like, like, I remember when I was a kid and I would rent all these PS2 movie tie in games and then see the movie. And I'd be like, <laughs> oh, that doesn't happen in Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, <Zathura. laughs> and, uh, and And it was like this weird anti nostalgic experience where I was once again playing Ratchet and Clank and seeing a movie tie-in and doing comparisons where i was like oh that doesn't happen in the game except the game like it it uses movie clips as it's i was just about to ask that which is really weird when you think about it like that's old that is like (laughs) late night monster inc on the playstation one tried that chronicles i I have a question about the movie clips does someone there's a there's a clip in the game where someone goes, well, see you in the next reboot. Is that in the movie? No, I don't remember it. But then again, I don't remember a lot of the movie. So, okay, the thing is, it, it uses movie clips for its cutscenes almost... I wouldn't say almost exclusively, but there's a clear line of quality of of games that are, of levels in the games that are just game levels versus levels in the game that tie into scenes in the movie, and that's yeah. because those have cutscenes happening a lot. And then you go through most of the game where they're just kind of fillery levels where cutscenes don't happen a lot, and you have a lot of uh, dialogue in the game where you're talking to a character, and it's so incredibly boring and wooden. It's like like mid two thousands Bioware esque where these goofy wacky looking expressive cartoon characters are just standing really stiffly in the center of the frame hard cut that crosses axis of action to another character standing stiffly in the center of a frame while their friends stand stiffly next to them except the camera's only focused on one face that says something really dry cut back to the original and then i played the ps2 game and in the same scenes were way more lively like the characters walk around you have like all three conversation participants in the in the scene at the same time they talk over each other they they animate during their talking and i noticed that in the game this doesn't happen in levels that tie into the movie scenes like there was like a budget allotted for movie tie-in stuff that somehow like i don't even know if it was a monetary budget or a resource budget like if they used uh the same assets for for animating stuff in the game that they did in the movies like the same rigging or whatever i mean it seems like uh, this is how this was always announced but the the whole point i guess was that the game was meant to be a tie-in to the movie which which after seeing the movie disgusted me yeah, because the game could have been way, way better <laughs> if it didn't have this like abomination tumor growing out of its thigh. That is the movie. I don't like like the the ratings <laughs> had me expecting the movie to be a train wreck. It had me expecting some like Uwe Boll blood rain level shit. But it was it was really just a by the normals normal kids movie that that, that it's not made for for fans of the video game or for parents of these kids. It's just made. For 
for stupid fucking kids to go to the theater, <laughs> leave mom alone. George but, says, well, he's like, let's play Minecraft. Yeah, I know. And that's what I was about to say. It's such a sad way of making things for kids. I, 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 I heated a fire under Slash R Games' ass last week by doing a video about Minecraft story mode where I was like, it being for kids should not be an excuse for it to be bad. But that's totally the the frame of mind that they went into making this movie with. Whereas with the game, they're like, holy, let's reinvent a PS2 classic, except with a whole bunch of wacky bullshit from other <laughs> kind of better sequels we've made. So that the first game is this is basically the definitive way to do it. Except the first the remake that they made now has these like ugly, boring ass cutscenes that are <laughs> that are generic ass oh, fucking kids will buy anything bullshit that uh. Uh, that the first game actually nailed down way harder. It plays way better. It looks way better. The, the upgrade system is actually really, really interesting and, and gives you yeah, like nice was... tangible rewards when you save up your resources and spend it all at once. And yeah, I, I re I'm a real stickler for like upgrade system and AAA games, but this actually has a good one. It has a shotgun that turns enemies into bad pixel art. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things they that was like one of the things they showed in the uh, like the pre-release trailers. And I was like, yeah, I kind of want to get this game. This looks just the, the guns are wacky. That's what Ratchet and Clank's is, is usually been known and, for. And, yeah. and the combat is really good, too. Like, yeah, smoothly flowing in and out of platforming and shooting controls. It, it's there's. There's just enough frames to. That, Matt, did you, Matt, did you Matt, fall in a bush? Are you, are you climbing out of a, a bushy yeah, thicket? Matt, Matt, did you catch on fire? <laughs> Matt, Matt, what are you eating? I'm just eating some ginger snaps while you guys talk. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna eat some of this, like, store brand licensed Cheerios. Jokes on you, I've been eating mashed potatoes the whole time. Uh, <laughs> the stealthiest of foods. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Roll a D8. Oh, sorry. That's a D8. D &D job. On the way to my computer to start recording, I picked up a plate of rotisserie chicken and mashed potatoes, and I've just been eating it the whole time. I'm really, really sad that I don't have some ice in this cup I can swirl around. <laughs> Mine have all melted. Oh, you lucky bastard. So... People hated how on the earlier podcast I had a glass of ice water with me, and they were like, George, <laughs> stop swirling the ice into the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, basically, like, all I wanted to say is that the new Ratchet and Clank game is good, but not great. And the only yeah. thing we have to blame is the fucking movie, which is, like, mediocre, by-the-numbers bullshit that was a clear, like, cynical product of, of Hollywood toy tie-ins. Otherwise, if you ignore the story, it's, it's, it's good. I also was surprised by how in the movie the story comes off way more Star Wars-y than I was expecting. It seems like it could go someplace fun, but because uh, you have like an angsty teenager at the farm in the desert farming cars and, and then the droid falls in his, his lap with, with secret information about the evil empire invading. Really One thing hope. leads to another. He gets accepted into a secret order of elite heroes Whoa. and then blows up the deplanetizer. It's literally called, the Death Star is called the deplanetizer. I really hope you, you mentioned that they're doing this whole Spoiler PlayStation alert. Originals thing. Yeah, I, I did. There's, there's seeing that logo Ratchet on the, and Clank. Oh, that was weird. There's um, Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper. Jack and Daxter might be next. Jack and Daxter's want... not not official. I that's true. Uh, I hope Parappa happens. Oh, Parappa. Oh, 
might be fun, just, but it would also hurt more. Just just to get another Parappa game. Please. No, get Guitar Mis- Guitaru Man instead. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Mosquito! Mosquito. Yeah! yeah! Oh no. <laughs> yes! Oh, what a good podcast. <laughs> Fatal Frame the Moon. Oh, also. Oh, oh no! <laughs> You've angered the robot guys! I angered these ginger ale cats. Did I just hear a clank <laughs> in the back? Okay. Whoa. George, okay. George, George's stretch. time to move on. No, I. I yeah. um, limited Run Games, which is a company that makes physical copies of downloadable only games, wants to do physicals for limited Fatal Frame run. 5 and Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Dual Destinies. Go tell them yes, you want that. I, I'm down for uh, having another Fatal Frame box. Whenever I used to work at like a game store uh, and we would get Fatal Frame in, I would purposely put it near like the bottom of the shelves like so little kids would see it and be afraid <laughs> I, I just want to mention for people who don't know who what Mr. Mosquito is you you need to go on YouTube and you need to load up the, the menu Conver- like the menu conversation when she's explaining mosquitoes, like it's Do almost you like, like summer. Yeah, 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 and it's so slow and dry, and it almost it, it, it's like so, she's so like perfect hating on humans for like killing mosquitoes. It was oh my gosh, it's great. You should you should go should go listen to that. Yeah, that's right. Like the sexy woman voice was really mad about how many mosquitoes people slap throughout the summer. Yes. Yes, it's oh, great. What a beautiful train wreck of a game. <laughs> yes. yes, the controls are horrible. Um, I played it recently. Is, this is why modern gaming is bad. Like, what are the the Mister Mosquitoes of <laughs> no, nowadays? No, hold on, yeah. stop. No, oh, stop. No, Matt was just oh, complaining about bad controls, and now you're like, "This is why modern gaming is bad." Well, I made a video about controls. how I really miss games with bad controls. <laughs> like, it was about how RE tank controls are bad, and that's good. Oh man, if we say tank controls three times, Pat will pop Pat up. will appear in the bathroom I think, uh, I think um, now is a good time to move to the news. Alright. <laughs> See you guys later. Remember to fill out our, our customer questionnaire survey. Remember flashlights. <laughs> Oh God! Please, actually, no. Like real, in order so that we actually can make some money someday on this podcast. Please don't <laughs> fill the survey out. Exclusively answering other question, every question with other flashlights. Exceed Games just posted bikini bundles now up on the PSN store. Oh my Sakura God. bikini set eight ninety nine. Oh my God! That's why we need to get paid. Oh, <laughs> so we and can afford Sakura Stars DLC. Yeah. What what's the that that booby beat 'em up called again? Senran Kagura. Kagura. Yeah, oh. yeah, my Pat's favorite. <laughs> Pat's favorite. <laughs> See you later after the tribes music. <laughs> Jimmy made a cover of the tribes soundtrack. Oh my god. Oh, All that right. guy is so magical.
And we're back. Yeah. No more, Video no games. more tribes. Wow. What a time. Man, it's going to be really sad. When tribes. I wonder if Jimmy's going to use his cover for tribes or the actual tribes for this one. Also, if you go on the tribes to Motley Crue YouTube page nowadays and look at the comments, all the latest comments are talking about this podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. They're like, I know why I'm here. And then underneath it says, here because of TOVG. <laughs> Wow, I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what to feel honored or. I can't wait for all the comments <laughs> for Aladdin for DOS on like the Internet Archive to be. Well, you're here from TOVG. Oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> oh, oh, another clank just ratcheted through the background. <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay, so it. we spent a lot of time talking about games in our week, and that is because this week not a lot of news happened. And also, I've mostly been playing Dark Souls and didn't really pay attention to the news anyway. <gasps> Which means... Went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to a game event. Oh, what happened? What Did anything newsworthy happen at this game event you went to? No, but I played really good video games. What uh, game the, event was it? Over the weekend, I got a press badge to uh, Indiecade East. Oh, which, which in, actually I wanted to ask, what, uh, what, what is your press outlet on this press badge? Zelda Informer. Oh, nice. Okay. That makes they, sense. They accepted podcast co-host. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's, that's nice. That's nice of you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I, I gotta God. say, that, that was very nice of Indiecade like, to allow that. I used to do a lot of press badges <laughs> for a lot of shows, but lately I haven't because I always feel really guilty like d doing it and not making some really long feature video See, about the yeah. event. See, that's the I, thing I actually, about that because you can use a podcast as your well, as your like influence, just like well, Colin thing, is doing. Well, for me, I actually went because I recently bought a new camera and I was gonna make a super long feature video uh -oh. about it, but. I I I I caught some like allergies, I guess, on like just over the last week so i was pretty much completely out of it and i didn't shoot much so it also means that the indicate pr coordinator feverishly listening to this podcast is is probably like throwing their hat in the dirt and stomping on it they're like oh that colin got away <laughs> oh, with the press badge god damn it uh, <laughs> Cock flag he skimped it. out on 145 dollar day passes give me your shotgun oh jeez is that how much they are yeah it's 145 for the friday nah buddy oh, damn nah buddy uh-uh so, so I might as well talk about it really quickly. Um, but if you don't know what Indicate is, I I don't know what like the best way to summarize Indicate East other than what the Museum of the Moving Image listed it as, which is the Sundance of video games. Oh, okay. Which I guess that's that should, right. should this exist? I guess that works. Do they give um, olive branches away to the games? What? Like the olive branches, you know, that they put around the They do Sundance. have, like, a little award thing there, I believe. Because there are, like, Indiecade judges and stuff. Yeah, yeah. GDC oh, has an award show. They have an indie booth, and I really think that's, like, the one part of GDC I think I had the most fun with. That's when I met up with the Burrito Galaxy people, and, <laughs> and I've been following their work name. ever since. Burrito but, um, Galaxy Super yeah. 64 Swag Edition. They changed the title, like, six times. <laughs> So so it, half of Indiecade, half of Indiecade are like these, you know, they're like 
talks where people where game developers are like, I'm going to talk about this one thing in video games for an hour. But then the rest of it is playing weird new indie games. And that's the better part. Um, the show, the, the show floor was pretty cool. They had, um, the main show floor had all of these new titles and they had like arcade cabinets built up for each one, which was really cool. Yeah. Uh, my oh, favorite, I, I love it when they do that. Killer Queen has a killer setup for that stuff. My favorite was the Hilux machine. Cause I would have mm. never expected that weird crazy if you don't know what hilux is it's basically earthbound but if it was made by david lynch on acid and it's <laughs> so just david lynch <laughs> no that's also even not, not a that. game i would expect to find in an arcade cabinet yeah it was it was super strange but i was like hey i like this game um sony was there repping some of their newer indie stuff they had that 100 foot mech golf game Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which isn't it just called like golf with mechs or something? Yeah, like, it's it has pretty a... much, it's it's called one hundred foot mech golf or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, it has a straightforward name. Yeah. Uh but the real the real kicker for me was they had a thing called the Strange Arcade, and the idea being uh it was uh, basically a big uh, multi room setup of all these new games, and the idea being that each one used a completely unique and new controller and method of control to them. Uh so one of the games I saw there that I actually honestly expected to never play in my life was Hello Operator, which I don't know if you guys have heard of Hello Operator. No, no. it's a, a basically a guy bought like an old 1920s telephone operator switchboard, you know, with the switches and the cords and everything. Yeah. And he actually programmed a game into it. Uh, uh, huh. That's and cool. It is. It's very cool. And the idea being that he's only made the one and he's only like taking the one around. He doesn't plan on bringing it to Steam because he wants you to play it with that old switchboard set up. So he's taking it around to all these different trade shows and stuff so people can like sit down and play it for a while. And it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, when I was at the GGC in Sweden, their their theme for the first year students games, the very first like real video game project they had to make had to have some kind of creative method of control like that was the requirement and so there was um games that were being controlled by boat paddles there was a game that used a a rock star drum set to play a side scroller infinite runner where where you you drummed to the beat to to dodge your guy out of the way of obstacles there was there was some really weird ones there there was a um there was uh there was a, this one game, I forgot the name of it, but the way you played it was you got into a sleeping bag and you put on, like, this VR headset. Oh, did you, like, you strap yourself into the pneumatic <laughs> fleshlight tripod? <laughs> no, that was another <sighs> game. But, uh... <laughs> that was called that trick in cancer. <laughs> oh, no. There was... <laughs> there was a, um... No, but, uh, uh, actually, talking about there was a game called Hurt Me Plenty... And it, it, oh, it was like behind. Oh. I was like, "Hey, I know that Doom difficulty mode." And it was behind some like panels because it was like, "This game is NSFU. It's for it's mm -hmm. NSFW. It's for it's about sexual intimacy." And I turn around just to look at what the hell it is, and all I see is a guy like, like moving his hand back and forth over like a leap motion, <laughs> yeah, thing while he's looking at a, a like a screen with like a CG man just stroking his cock. <laughs> and <laughs> What? I was like, I'm, I'm good here. I'm done here. That's all I need to see. I would have tried it. 
I would have been like, wow, it's just like I'm really jerking. (laughs) (laughs) There was a game called Vec 9 where some guy bought like some old like Soviet radar equipment from like old Soviet tanks and actually built like a vector graphics based Star Fox shooter with it, which was interesting. Wow. Um, There was a game called Butt Sniffin' Pugs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... uh, Everyone knows Butt Sniffin' Pugs. That that was... uh, I'm familiar with that Doom difficulty. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, the controller for it was like a big, bouncy... Like, it was like a tennis ball that was enlarged and used it as a trackball, which was cool. Um, Trying to think of a few other examples. They had some VR setups. They had uh, a Vive setup, uh, Google Cardboard, and they had PlayStation VR, which I gotta say... PlayStation VR is the the best of all of the VR headsets I've tried out. Really? Because it actually wraps around your vision. It's not like the Vive or the Oculus where it looks like you're looking into a set of binoculars or a tube. Wow. Yeah, the one game I was playing was called Super Hypercube VR. And the idea being that it was like a mix between Tetris and that Japanese hole-in-the-wall like reality show or game show. And the idea being that you have like these... This, this clump of Tetris pieces and you have to rotate it and there's an oncoming wall with a hole in it and you have to match it. And so the way you play it with VR is that it's that clump of pieces is in the foreground and the oncoming wall is in the background. So you actually have to like lean around the object to look at the oncoming wall. Good, and because I think the thing that's really going to spark a good creative revolution in VR game design is stuff that requires you to lean your head in weird ways to control yeah, that- things. I have to say, like, when I was playing it, I was thinking about what you were saying about how, like, they're, like VR needs to, like, push some sort of, like, new way that you couldn't do with any other game. And I was like, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I, I wish I could describe it better, but it, it's something you really have to play or see gameplay of to fully understand. Okay. Um, And the tracking on it's really impressive, too, because I was holding a DualShock and you look down and the outline of the DualShock is, like, in your vision with all the controls mapped out to it wait the dual shock is not the move controllers no you can use either wow how does it know where the dual shock is i because it has the light bar there's a, yeah there's a thing in there does yeah. it accurately track how it's like tilted yep. on the yeah, wire yeah, it's the same yep. as those Whoa. those little move controllers listen just because you got it for bloodborne doesn't mean that the <laughs> ps4 doesn't have good controls you mean the bloodborne machine doesn't have good <laughs> controls oh, you, oh got him but the, the 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 I'm gonna talk about two more games and then I'll wrap this up okay. real quick. Because we uh, got we got news. Yeah, the second news. the second last game I want to talk about is a one dimensional game <laughs> that was pretty much just like a long <laughs> bar of like LED lights and you move one from a guy from one end to the other and he has to fight dudes and it was are are the dudes other LED lights? Yes. So so if it's one dimensional, I'm get. <laughs> Does it just, uh, is it just a line, a big long line, a, a thin yes, it's a, strip it's a, of pixels? It's a big long line, and it's basically a, you'll have an, you'll walk towards an enemy, enemy to- moves towards you, you press a button, you kill the enemy, you move on. <laughs> there's like things you have to time because there's moving barriers and stuff. Well, yeah, but there's... time is the fourth dimension. Oh, oops. <gasps> Uh, but I, the most interesting game there that I played, which is, it's kind of a shame because I can't talk about it too much because he ha- the guy said, he's like, oh, I haven't announced it yet and it won't come out for another year or two. But it's a game called ICU, where the idea being that you are a contestant in a game show, in a television game show. Um, 
but instead of there being like a fake TV show audience, the audience is a Twitch audience that's watching you stream the game. Huh. And the idea being that the Twitch audience votes for random nonsense to happen to you while you're going through these long, intricate mazes and monsters are chasing you. Mm. So they can vote on things. So basically you'll have like a long map where monsters are chasing you. You'll go to these like safe houses to, you know, save your progress. And it'll be like, all right, audience, time to vote on either. There's going to be a lot of fog or trees are going to slap the shit out of you. (laughs) And the audience chooses one. Uh, And there's also supposed to be like a weird face tracking thing where if you use like the patented Intel face tracking webcam, it'll register like your blinks and your head turns. So did the Twitch audience have like a live feed of what makes you react the worst? Uh, kind of. It it was weird because as I said, the game hasn't really been formally announced yet. So it was sort of a private stream that only a few people were on. So what it also would, sounds like, tracking... like it would require some strings to pull with Twitch, the, the company, to like be able to hook this software into it. I, I, I think it's just it's probably the same sort of thing that like Twitch know, plays probably Pokemon, have to, Twitch yeah, plays Dark Souls, all that. What probably happens is you when you buy the game on Steam or whatever, there's probably a thing where it's like sign into your Twitch account and authorize it and yeah that's how it would read the but chat there's a whole bunch what of commands you can really put fun, in, though. into chat like especially yeah, that's minor internet celebrities yeah i i really hope they announce it soon and actually like really show it off i i i'm gonna try to contact the guys and see if i can get my portion of the live stream on youtube <laughs> so you be, like the benefit watch of that. uh tracking the blinks and head movement uh the idea being that uh like the the one enemy that they had in the demo was um it was the the angels from doctor who where the idea being they don't move until you look away oh god and so the idea being that when you blink like things can happen while because you're not looking yeah like like in the really holy crap that's amazing so blinking in real life would like shudder a new image oh my god yeah that That's sounds like, like terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. I'd be totally down. That's one of the scariest things in Doctor Who. I'd have the time of my life. Yeah, no, I was I was actually having like a blast with it. Um, as I I'll I'll send you like the Twitter or whatever of the guy and the company making it. But there you go. I'm really ex- I I hope it's like soon, wow. within like the year. Okay, so that was Indicade. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not exactly like like do 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 do. Colin Dram released a press release describing <laughs> his experiences at Indiecade, but I mean, it was a a new event and new yeah. information that that some of the audience who likes likes creative games would probably consider newsworthy. And we have and two thus, minutes left. And yeah, this is a yeah, segue. and we and we needed to fill time. <laughs> Uh, so last week, really, really quickly, Matt and I were talking about something that, that we didn't have time to get into, and that was YouTube is uh, actually saying they're taking real measures to improve the content ID system. A lot of people have been talking about YouTube implementing a supposed escrow account for videos under dispute, where they would keep any money earned from a video under dispute because they still run ads on it and, and 
someone makes money usually it's the claimant cl- the claimant not the uh, uploader but now they're doing the escrow thing they're not calling it escrow but basically the money that the video makes while it's under dispute gets put into a separate account and then awarded to whoever is uh winning the dispute which in most legit cases is probably going to be the uploader right which makes sense but it's also still kind of a like solution to a real problem that exists which is these videos getting flagged in the first place right they're gonna keep yeah. getting flagged and they're gonna keep disputing it and it's just gonna yeah Going I guess through it's supposed the to dispute dis- process is work you have to write people you know yeah. not to write people but you have to write the system letters yeah. yeah you know it's actually um what's interesting is around the time this happened going back to ratchet and clank um it, it i i did not know about the game using uh in-game Uh-oh. you know like the movie scenes until there were people on youtube uh being flagged for having those cutscenes in their playthroughs yeah and i'm wondering if i'm actually might get a notice about that i i i did think about it while i was editing and i tried to i so only far it seems once. like every it seems like every time that happened it's been appealed in favor yeah. of the creator which would make so sense because it's the game cutscene. But yeah. whoops, it's also a movie cutscene. Maybe that just wasn't a good idea because <laughs> games are 10 hours long and movies are 90 minutes long. The story's going to be different. Um, so what's what's also fun are some quotes in their press release here. They they say, even though content ID claims are disputed less than one percent of the time, we agree that this process should be better, <laughs> which seems <laughs> fishy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Content ID claims are disputed less than 1% of the time would mean that it it could mean a couple things if true. Number one is that 99% of YouTube is just bots copy pasting (laughs) videos and other TV shows and movies and automatically getting claimed and not doing anything about it. And that the 1% of people disputing these claims really are these, these hundreds, if not thousands of YouTubers dealing with, with this bullshit. The only time that we will actually be in the 1%. (laughs) We are in control of the disputes. I I just find it really hard to believe that we would be 1% of anything. Because because I've had to dispute Richard. claims before. Have have you met? Um, have I had what? Um, uh, dis- co- had dispute? to dispute yeah, a claim. Yeah, people copyright my own music. And wow. Yeah, so I made music a long time ago in the beginning of my YouTube. Uh, I guess oh, I hate saying career. Um, I, I <laughs> it, get a job, keep, get a career. Every time I dispute it, every time I dispute it, it always comes back and they always claim it again and i just get tired i'm like screw it like it's not making a lot of views anyway fine take my pennies and i hate having it there but it's just like so much work to just dispute the thing like this is obviously not your music this is mine from some unknown company in some third world country like it's just yeah i've gotten like uh disputes about it too like whenever i would well, I was let's playing Ride to Hell. The main <laughs> song that they use uh, is apparently some copywritten song from some 
band somewhere and i kept like matt was saying i kept getting these claims from this weirdo like third world country being like you used our song and i'm like i really didn't i promise (laughs) quantum break has a disable copyrighted music option and oh the future is so weird but like here's the the weird thing about that is that um i goofed up I and I tur- like I didn't turn it on when I went to go stream it, um, but it actually hasn't been picked up by Twitch or YouTube. And the reason be or like and the reason being is because the copyrighted music doesn't play in game. It only plays during those weird like minute long end of act one segments. Not during the show either. Yeah, it's only during like you've you seen my video where it's like end of act one and the text is all going mm-hmm. ape shit. Like that's when it plays. Yeah. Well I mean like that Alan was the Wake actual did that. copyright. To- Alan <laughs> Wake did do that and they played played yeah. uh licensed soundtracks over its episode yeah. recaps. They played non not evanescence. <laughs> <laughs> right. You mean Poe? I like Poe. <laughs> oh, I forgot that it was. Oh, man. Alan Wake had a great set. It was an okay. It, it was kind of. I don't know. Let's be it, honest. It wasn't stellar, but it had a really great soundtrack. Oh man, I didn't know that it was Poe. Alan Wake I, I, introduced I, me to through the ash in the woods or whatever it's called that did that version <laughs> of 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 uh, whatever it was called. <laughs> Uh, don't and, you mean through the fire and flames? No, I mean th- and that... Call of Duty Infinite Warfare introduced me to a bad David Bowie cover. God, what am I? I, I, I it worked for the trailer though. I don't know why does everyone hate that trailer so much. It's the one that's like when you walk away, you don't, don't hear, hear me say. say that's the that's the one you're talking that's about, Kim right? Hearts. No, I'm thinking. No, of, I'm pretty uh, sure that's Alan uh, Wake. Shady I'm pretty Grove. Sure Shady that's Grove. Alan, Alan Wake. Wake had a really good version of Shady Grove. That, 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 that's that's anyways. <laughs> No way, dude. It's totally Alan Wake. Yeah. Then you shine the flashlight on him. I know that's like, on the my heart. Like, no! The, like, the monsters yeah. would just be like, Shady Grove, Malolo. They'd, they'd pull out banjos and move to the Kentucky. This is like I'm if Stephen wig, King made okay. Twin Peaks. What, Matt? You do? No, no. Do you do? You, I don't the, have store a closet it on top of your disc of Sonic shrines. Shuffle that I found in your house. God, Sonic Shuffle. I'm so glad my Dreamcast broke playing Power Stone too. Oh, Dreamcast works so, again. I can play. It's really, it's, it's really unfortunate again. that the thing the Dreamcast ultimately turned out to be best at was breaking. Oh. <laughs> it's re- it makes me really sad that like the emulator is a more reliable piece of hardware than the actual Dreamcast hardware. Yeah. It's so sad, but you, you, I live to hear that sound. <laughs> That's oh, how it goes. I, wait, I, wait, Matt, do you I, have a uh, do you have a 3ds? Yes, I do. Of course. Download the Dreamcast theme, where every time you open up your 3ds, <sighs> it does the VMU beep, and then it and then it makes the sound of the disc drive work. No, That's funny because <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. I, I'm writing that down. The shitty disc drive too. The Dreamcast was just like some it literally goes yeah. glued together. Yeah, I, I was going to say the only sound that I remember the Dreamcast making is. Towards <laughs> <laughs> so, the end of my Dreamcast yes. lifespan, if I clicked the CD tray all the way down, the spring actually it, it warped uh, inside itself so much that the tray would actually physically touch the spinning disc and keep it from spinning. Good. So. In order to keep the tray 
to to hover close enough to the disc to where it thought the tray was closed and would spin the disc, but not so far close to the disc that it would touch the disc. I had to put a pile of socks on top of the drain <laughs> cast. Because oh that was just enough oh weight to like force the Living. spring down, but not all the way down. <laughs> Live in the Dreamcast right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, the dream so cast. speaking of video games becoming shitty, <laughs> oh. uh, Nintendo oh, no. is is uh, releasing some uh, information about their E3 show. They're only bringing one game to it's LA Zelda, this year. Zelda Alone Day. Yeah, it's, it's going to be National Zelda Weekend. Because that's all they got for us. But now, when the news the news broke like a week ago, they were like, Zelda's going to be the only playable game at E3. I thought, well, that must mean like Wii U, right? Because they're not going to ignore the 3DS during what I think is probably the biggest year, the biggest lineup of games for like the, the, like for the 3DS is this year. Because uh, there's Emblem? a lot of really good stuff. Or FE um, Fates, actually, I mean? Here, let me get a, the, the the small Bravery, list of, of, of stuff default, I wrote. Uh, super uh, Bra- you have Jumper. Bravely Second, Mario & Luigi Paper Jam, Final Fantasy Explorers, Project Cross Zone 2, Hyrule Warriors Legends, Sega 3D Classics Collection, Fire Emblem Fates, Kirby Planet Robobot, Hotel Dusk 3, Zero Time Dilemma, maybe Ace Attorney 6, River City Ransom SP, Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse, Monster Hunter Generations, Pocket Card Jockey, Gunvolt 2, Corpse Party, 80s Overdrive, Rhythm Heaven Megamix, Pokemon, Moon, Sun, Dayman, Dragon Quest 8 and 9. There's a game called Dayman? No, I just, it's Pokemon Sun and Moon. But yeah, that's like a lot of really good games. Well, they're not pushing them. And it's a shame, especially since like, Three of them are, like, franchises that are known as all-time classics on the original DS. Ace Attorney, Hotel Dusk, and mm-hmm. 999. Yeah. Like, and they're also all getting new- freaking Pokemon. How are they not well, yeah. having any Pokemans? Pokemon? It's it's really weird. River City Ransom's coming back, and- ugh. So, so if you were to summarize up Nintendo's E3 antics so far, there wouldn't be a lot of them. They say they're just going to be demoing Zelda a lot. It's going to be just Zelda, apparently. It, it's going to be even, like the new not NX even be a direct. Well, no, they said the NX is going to be uh, maybe announced yeah. later in the year. Yeah, that was, that was last week's news, Matt. But no, no <laughs> but I'm saying the Zelda being the demo, like, what is it going to be running on? Is it going to look? They're only going to be showing the Wii U version, I guess. Uh, uh, why? And... The GIMPed version? The consultation <laughs> We don't even yeah. know if it's the GIMPed version. The GameCube and version of Twilight Race. Princess was better. <laughs> God. It was. And it's just, it, there, there's you no direct, there's going to be no digital event. It's only going to be an all-day treehouse thing where they just talk about and show off Zelda. So there you go, I have the hiccups. So there, there <laughs> is going to be a treehouse, though. Yeah, but the tree, treehouse is usually just a couple guys sitting around talking about whatever game they're showing but off. But they go almost all day. And so yeah, that means they're going to they, go almost all day about the same Zelda about demo. Zelda. Yes. All right. I, I, I don't get it at all. It's it's a real shame. I I hope Microsoft shows something nice. Well, <laughs> we got to wrap up now. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'll show you something nice. 
It's been oh, real, hey-o. but but it's it, you'll you'll show him something nice after the podcast. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm sorry we don't have and as if many. You, sick, if you fill out that survey, we'll show you something nice. Ah, nice. I'm really really sorry that I don't have more news topics for for us, and that Jimmy had to bail last minute. Hopefully, the banter. Between uh, Scribble Scrabble, Colin Dram, and your usual Matt Visual and George Weedmans was entertaining enough. Uh, until then, be sure to rate us on iTunes as usual. Uh, yes. do, do once again yes. the customer survey very very important. Not really customer. I mean, it's not like you're buying the podcast, but buy our podcasts. We'll have a fifty percent <laughs> off sale. Code word F L I G H T. <laughs> Code word Aladdin Doss. <laughs> um, um, please do try oh, to be George, gen- Yes, George, yes. George, they just announced the new Rainbow Six DLC. Oh, cool. Uh, um. Operation Dustline. Uh, who who do we got? No, no, uh, no. Let's no, look no. it up right now. We'll no, see no, you guys. Yeah, 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 we'll find out next week on the TOVG <laughs> Podcast. Ah!